Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. Welcome back, everybody, to a edition of Real News Uncensored, one of the last few ones we're going to be doing. Until we get back to the normal show, every Saturday at 7 p.m. on the line, 90.7 FM. And the big story that broke right after we did our last episode, actually, it was literally just hours after. Uh, so it's a little bit old right now, but we still got to talk about it in some depth, is Alex Jones has been purged from the internet. That's not hyperbole, that's not clickbait. YouTube, Facebook, and Apple all removed Alex Jones from their platforms within a 24-hour period. It was a coordinated effort. You know, one domino fell after the next. And a report out recently says that Zuckerberg himself personally removed Alex, or personally made the decision to remove Alex Jones from Facebook. And then, of course, Spotify, LinkedIn, and even freaking MailChimp follow suit a few days later, uh, banning him from their platforms. And he, the only thing he's really on now is his website and his app and Twitter. Twitter says that they will keep Alex Jones on their platform because he hasn't violated any of their policies. But what's funny is his app shot up to number three in the news section of the Apple App Store, which was ahead of CNN. And on Android, I believe he got to number one. Uh, and, of course, there's been more bans after that. Like I, we, we made a video about this you know, right after it happened. And I said, you know, I don't know word for word, but I basically said that there's going to be more. This is just the beginning. First, they came for Alex Jones. I tweet about all kinds of stuff. And some people were laughing at us. Some people were laughing at other people saying the same things. But a few days later, Gavin McGinnis, another big conservative and proud Trump supporter, and his uh, men's group that uh, was basically like an adult frat, were completely banned from Twitter days after Alex Jones. They said it was for violating their policy of, quote, prohibiting violent extremist groups, which... I, I don't know how the Proud Boys or Gavin McGinnis were violent extremists. I know the Proud Boys have gotten into some brawls, but it was more self-defense. They didn't any initiate any violence. And Gavin himself hasn't initiated any violence that I know of. But, of course, all these mainstream media outlets spun it that Gavin McGinnis was banned right before the Unite the Right rally, as if he had something to do with it, as if you know, he was going to show up there. At, one of them even called him fucking alt-right. I think that was the Telegraph, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can check our video out on that if you want to know. But he is not alt-right. He literally put in his Twitter bio, anti-alt-right, and he's literally condemned the alt-right. He told people not to go to Charlottesville last year. He's telling them not to go there again. He told the Proud Boys to not go, and the Proud Boys told people not to go there's going to be a bunch of racist and stupid evil people there and they they couldn't make it any clearer they have no connection to it they hate the alt-right the alt-right hates gavin i mean i think he's married to a native american so they're gonna hate him for that but all this stuff and you know they're still smearing him and on top of that why it was like right, right around the time gavin was banned uh, the popular youtuber h3h3 lost their live streaming privileges on youtube because in their previous um, video or podcast, they talked about Alex Jones. So you can't even talk about the guy without getting banned or privileges taken away. It's insane what's happening. Big tech censorship is the biggest issue happening right now. Nobody's talking about it enough, and it's already getting worse. We've had Milo, Sargon, uh, Tommy Robinson, Roger Stone, 
Gavin McGinnis and Alex Jones all taken off of big tech platforms. Uh, you know, some of them, of course, are still on some of these platforms, but a lot of the ones I named were from Twitter. You know, that have been banned. The only one, of course, that's still on Twitter is Alex Jones, for clarity's sake. But it's just getting worse, and I don't see an insight until government steps in. And I know that's strange coming from a right winger, but you're gonna need some government intervention. All right. Well, actually, I was seeing a little bit of while uh, you're. And I believe what they're doing to Alex Jones may consider re- may be considered refusal to deal, which is part of which is uh, something that's kind of created through the uh, Sherman antitrust. Basically, what that entails is a refusal to deal or a considered refusal to deal is an agreement between competing companies or between a company and an individual or business that stipulates that they refuse to do business with another. I believe what's going on is you see all these big tech companies and they are engaging in uh, collusion and refusal to deal against uh, Alex Jones. I'm no lawyer, but I think this is, uh, given like the timeline of these events, that this was a, a concerted effort between these large companies. And you know, Alex Jones, if he's smart, and I'm sure he's probably looking into it, uh, a business attorney could go and actually uh, file a lawsuit against uh, this, and he could probably get a bunch of other people, like you mentioned, Gavin McInnes, and various other people who've been like essentially unpersoned. And it's just really interesting the way that this kind of uh, it, it plays out. Now, Alex Jones is banned from everything but Twitter, and I think Twitter probably did that so they could uh, avoid this refusal to deal uh, potential of a lawsuit. And it just, it, like, Alex Jones has been on these platforms for, like, years and years, but it's all just at once. Like, there's obviously some form of collusion over here, much more evident than uh, Russian collusion between these big tech companies. And with uh, Gavin McInnes, that doesn't make any sense what they're doing, because he, as you mentioned, uh, he specifically told the Proud Boys not to go to Charlottesville. So what Twitter's doing is completely ridiculous, especially considering the fact that Richard Spencer is still out on that platform. <laughs> Uh, at least uh, I checked it earlier today. It could be changed, but I highly doubt that. That he's still allowed out there, and he's someone. Who's probably, I don't know if he did attend the previous one, but he's a. Uh, he did. He did. Yeah. And they still allowed him on the platform. Like, how does that make any sense? And then they were like, I know last year they to like get to Charlottesville, which I also think that's uh, really disingenuous. They're doing that, but they're like banning you from using like uh, from the entire platform for trying to go somewhere that wasn't like illegal at least at the time. It, it was just an event, and it's just like really crazy. Like, when does this stop? Like the only reason that they're not like banning him from owning a Verizon phone is that's yeah, uh, cell phones and uh, like telephony is considered a um, like public utility. So I, I think that's definitely something that should be looked into and maybe we will have to go and turn these into some sort of uh, public uh, utility at this point because it's it's just getting ridiculous we're getting unpersoned it's it's like 1984 and uh, 2018 it's really scary yeah you're 100% right like uh, there's basically like three ways I could see this happening which is that it either becomes a public forum as that one judge ruled that Trump couldn't ban people because it's a public forum um, which I don't know the details of that, it, or it's going to become a public utility. Again, I don't know the full details of that, but you know, to be honest, the internet itself is a public utility. Like I think everybody can at least agree to that. Uh, you know, or there's going to have to be some sort of rules put in place. You know, like an internet bill of rights. Like that'd be the third option is an internet bill of rights. And again, 
I don't know any drafts of it out there. There probably are some, but those are our three you know, main options. It's either public utility, public forum, or internet bill of rights. I'd love to see more people talk about this and explain it because, like I said, it's a big topic that nobody's talking about enough. You know, you're seeing some talk of it, but just not, like mainstream media isn't talking about because, like, Alex Jones is a competitor, so they're, they're okay with his ban. Well, what you're, uh, another sort of option, too, is because uh, we have the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. They have a safe harbor like uh, clause in there. And they could revoke uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube's uh, safe harbor uh, status on there because they are essentially editorializing the content, which is what that, like, the only way that you cannot be affected by a safe harbor is if you, uh, if it's like your content. If it's user content, then you can't, you know, you're not responsible for it. And then you have other things, like you can take it down after a timely, uh, like, in a timely manner. But since... This is considered like they're actively just deleting people and uh, discriminating against people. You can't really consider that like uh, just you know free, free content posting. They're editorializing the content. They're shadow banning people. They're doing all these other things. You could a lawmaker could you know that which would be really interesting. Just uh, strip these major tech companies of their of that status. And at which point that that happens, so either like completely drastically change overnight. Uh, try to get it back and change their policies, or they will end up uh, going under within a matter of days, I think, because every single instance of a copyright video that's put on there, copyright image, copyright anything, will be, you could be like eligible to be sued for like, I think over $250,000. Mm-hmm. I know on like YouTube, they have like hundreds of streams and like videos with uh, King of the Hill content on there, and like uh, cartoons, and you can find like movies on there illegally. And every single one of those, you know, probably tens of thousands, if not millions of copyright content examples exist on there. And, they, and they'd be just, like, thrown to the vultures in a, matter, in a matter of probably a couple of days. So I think that's an option. Or another option is looking into, uh, like, just general antitrust lawsuits against Facebook, Google, uh, Twitter, you know, the big tech companies, and making them either, like, this, uh, dissolving the companies we're making them sign a legal agreement stating that you can't be uh, thrown off of this for being a conservative, essentially. Yeah, and I, the least likely option I see is the Bernie Sanders option, I'm going to call it, which is we need to break up the big tech companies. You know, I don't see them getting broken up in any you know, fashion because you know, to create competitors is really going to be impossible. You know, there are some competitors like Gab or Mines, but nobody fucking uses them. And... Yeah, I would. The Sherman antitrust laws are very interesting because I think that could be a definite possibility. I don't know the specifics of the law or how they really work, but I think Trump's going to become a. He kind of already is a Teddy Roosevelt president, but I think you're going to see it. He's going to be the president that's going to make you know do something about this because it's getting worse. It's getting really bad, and there's a clear bias. Like, I look. We've talked about you talked about we talked about in a recent video. There, let's start naming the accounts that are still on Twitter: Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, uh, Richard Spencer, David Duke, Antifa, and the fucking Westboro Baptist Church. And Westboro Baptist Church is the left's favorite punching bag. Like I hate them too, but like the left loves to hate on them. I mean, this this is a group that literally harasses families at funerals, and then Antifa literally sends out um, 
uh, commands of violence against Trump supporters and anybody they just don't like. Like, these are clear groups that if, if we're going to abide by the standard Twitter set, which is, oh, no violence, no hate speech, no extremist content, these groups would be banned immediately. They'd be the first, you know, sent out. But no, they're still on there. Richard Spencer's still on there because the left needs their uh, boogeyman to smear the right as racist. They need this controlled opposition because that's all he is. I mean, the guy is only, you know, he, he he's a media whore because he knows he's not going to get media attention, you know, because of his views in the sense of a normal uh, person like Donald Trump. Like, Richard Spencer only gets media platforms because, you know, he relies on it. Like, he keeps going for it. It's, it's not like, I'm going to try to make a better example. Like, Paul Joseph Watson, he doesn't need mainstream media to cover him. He has million subscribers on YouTube. He's fine. But Richard Spencer needs that media coverage. He needs, he needs mainstream media. And so they come, you know, crawling to him because they need, oh, what's Richard Spencer going to say? We know he's going to support this thing Trump said, so we're going to show a connection between Richard Spencer supports this thing uh, that Trump supports, which much, must mean that anybody who supports this is bad. And they do it all the time. So, of course, his account's going to stay up. And, you know, it's, like we said, it's, it's getting out of hand. Something's going to be done soon. I just, it's only a matter of time, I think. If another big-name conservative um, that is related to some more mainstream ones gets banned, that's when I could see something really get kicked in the high gear. But I think Alex Jones is going to be, um, for lack of a better term, lobbying Trump and lobbying Congress to get something done. Because he's a fighter, and he's a really smart guy, despite all the crazy shit he said. So I could see, and he's also very passionate, so I could definitely see him do something about this. Oh, absolutely. Plus, he has his own uh, website, and you know, if he was uh, smart, and I'm sure he's probably considered this, what if he opened his own like sort of version of YouTube on there? I think people would start going there because he has an incredible amount of followers on his website. And if they had like an, a viable alternative to YouTube, like maybe uh, talk with some of these other places, like uh, I know like PewTube, and uh, there was uh, like some other YouTube alternative. I forget the name of it. It was a uh, BitChute. Yeah. So being a lot more popular. If you like combined, you know, just like sort of formed this like, you know, with all those ones and get them on here, plus all of his followers, all of the info, like just a lot of the sort of right wing, you would see like H3H3 on there, get a bunch of other like major people and you'll start seeing a lot more content on that website. That would only happen if YouTube went full on, full on, let's censor everybody, like all our big names, like let's get rid of PewDiePie, let's get rid of H3H3. And that would be suicide for YouTube, but in the end, I don't see any alternative having a uh, potential to be valuable. It's there's no chance. Like everybody uses YouTube, it's the only video platform you use. It, you know, sometimes you're on uh, Vimeo. Like I upload one video there because. For... I don't think is Vimeo even around anymore? Oh yeah, yeah. They're more for you know niche like uh, filmmakers that make short uh, films and whatnot. It's more of a. Uh, professional short film YouTube like that's the best way I can describe it and again uh, that's really the that's the biggest alternative to YouTube I see like, I've never I never used BitChute or any of those other ones YouTube is the only platform I use the only p platform like 99% of the world uses and that's the problem here that's why we're pushing this government regulations because they're monopolies you know, if, if there were you know if like if you could get banned from YouTube but you still had another platform it would be fine. It would be perfectly fine. It would be like any other thing. Like, oh, I can't use, uh, you know, uh, 
ShopRite bananas. I'm not allowed to buy them, but I can go to uh, Acme and get bananas, or I can go to Wegmans and get bananas, or I can go to, you know, uh, millions of other grocery stores. I mean, that that's something that's a, you know, you have competition and you can still, you know, go to. But with YouTube, it's just YouTube for videos. For social media, you know, it's a, you know, you got Facebook and Twitter, so it's not as bad, but still only two. You know, nobody uses fucking Google Plus. I'm surprised it's still operating. You know, nobody uses uh, Gab. Nobody uses Minds. Like, you know, there really is just YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And you maybe thrown Snapchat, which Infowars is on now. <laughs> if anybody wants to check them out on there, they, they post stuff. So that's really your main social media and Instagram, which is owned by fucking Facebook. And that that's the other problem. These guys are so big is that they're going to buy up their competition. Like, I believe Yahoo... Uh, bought up um, uh, Tumblr, which is just for, you know, uh, your SJW blue-haired feminists, and, you know, we're not going to go on anytime soon, but, you know, and Google bought YouTube famously a few years ago, so it's, they buy up their competition, so, you know, you're fucked either way. <laughs> I know, like, um, well, I want to exactly say YouTube's the only place to get videos, because I know, like, a TikTok, aka Musical.ly. Yeah, but nobody not, uses like, this. Right now, now it's not YouTube, it's not Google, it's it's a completely new app, so it's not impossible. Just by that being on there's a top free app right now on the Google Play Store. Yes, but that's for people that sing. <laughs> I know, but that's still something that could be done. You could have another one for more political channels. You just go on there. You could have like a political talk or something. Yeah, but that's what uh, BitChute is, and nobody uses BitChute. Well, do they have an app on the App Store for it? Well, see, the, 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 even if the, I don't know, but the fact that I don't know is the problem right there. If if they don't have, if I don't know if they have an app, like that's pretty bad. I know Gab tried to make an app, but they got rejected from the Apple App Store. You know, so again, there's a, another example: the monopoly is controlling it. You still have Apple that controls the apps, which I like that because it keeps your uh, iPhone and iPad extremely safe. But then there's a the problem where it rejects apps. Uh, again, it's YouTube's the only platform for videos. You know, some you know you can upload videos to Facebook, of course, but it's not the same as YouTube. YouTube is a, it's the place to watch videos. It's an established um, platform, and it's a monopoly. Like there is no competition. You know, I I don't have much else to say about that, but it, it's a monopoly, and we gotta fix it somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we'd be going a whole another video about that, and we already talked a little bit about this before. But anyways, yeah, something that I talked about in a in a video, which will probably be up soon. Upcoming video. The, um, school shooter training camp, and this is a really big deal. So over here, they found uh, it was in New Mexico. There's 11 children found over here, and they're being trained by a. Um, I believe he's a son of an imam, a Muslim, a Muslim imam, and he's yeah. training students to commit school shootings. And um, you got, I heard you got some more information on that. Yeah, well, um, I found some interesting tidbits when I was looking into it more. Like the the, the uh, guy that was, you know, training these children on the compound wanted to perform an exorcism on his son because he thought he was possessed by the devil. And the guy in the compound, his father, like you mentioned, was an imam who is an unindicted co-conspirator of the 1993 World Trade Center bombings. And Linda Sarsour called him a mentor. I'm going to repeat that again because it is a little complicated. This, the father of the guy that was training these kids in this New Mexico compound was a co-conspirator 
of the 1990 uh, unindicted co-conspirator of the uh, 1993 World Trade Center bombings, and Linda Sarsour called this guy mentor. Like, let that sink in. Yeah, according to Breitbart, too, just, you know, you know we're not the ones who, we didn't do firsthand uh, lookings at this, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just find it's interesting. This comes out three days after Alex Jones got banned. Well, this is a huge deal. Like, how many of these places exist right now that we don't know about? Is this only one? Could there be other ones? Could there be ones with, like, you know, that, that aren't tied to radical Islam? Could there be, like, some, you know, what about, like, the previous school shooters? Do they have any sort of training at like a clandestine camp like this i don't know it's just really weird it's like something so specific you know school shooter training camp and um this could be like another i hope not i hope this is just some rat like weird conspiracy theory i hope it's not but you know with the way it's going out right now it could be like uh like it could be even worse than uh project of the the operation the fast and the furious which i don't know if you remember that Mm, i remember that one yeah, that's where they had uh, people, they had like FBI agents running guns to uh, Mexican cartels. And essentially, I don't really know, like untraceable guns. And uh, the, the theory goes that they were doing this so they could go and get like, say, oh, these cartels are getting American guns. We need to go and implement more gun control, especially since this was going on during the Obama administration. So they were literally like, it was a literal false flag operation caught. Yeah. in the middle it was caught i mean this was this is a real thing look it up and they the gun one of the guns used that they uh, were selling illegally was used to kill i think it was a border patrol agent or a police officer yeah like, it, it was some really crazy stuff what's going on so i wouldn't think it's out of the like it, i wouldn't be surprised if there's more of these around here and they could have some you know some sort of influence from uh, some form of government maybe not our government maybe it could be you know like a, like you know Iranian government, I don't know, North Korea, I doubt North Korea would do that. There's some really, you know, this has a lot of implications right over here, and I talk about this in another video, if you want to get more in-depth about it. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like, this is literally a guy, you know, in in the middle of the desert doing this shit and nobody knows about I mean, like, you know, anybody that's seen Breaking Bad knows that it's like, it's, you can get away with all kinds of shit in the desert. (laughs) You know, because it's big, it's empty, and it's desolate. It's, you know, it's pretty crazy stuff. And I, you know, I don't really have, you know, much to say about like the conspiracy angles of this. Like, oh, Alex Jones got banned before. I mean, no matter when Alex Jones get banned, you can tie something to, oh, they're trying to cover this up because there's so much shit happening. Um, but it is a big deal. And this is something he'd obviously be jumping up and down about. But I would, you know, I don't see it as a false flag or anything. I see it more that either the government was probably watching this for a while or they may have just found it by accident and they stopped it. But I, I definitely on your side on this, which is that there's probably not, maybe not necessarily more of these things happening, but I do wonder if there's more of this shit happening. I, I, there's so many crazies out there. There's a lot of open space where people aren't being watched that, you know, they're, there could be, you know, worse things happening. And what's with all these, like, you know, uh, unindicted co-conspirators of 1993 World Trade Center bombings popping up? Like, I've heard that multiple times in Terror Safe Call, which which makes me wonder that they were probably, you know, yeah, they were probably watching this guy. You know, because when you're connected to something like that, like, they, they were watching these people's family and their, all, you know, all their little connections. So I'd imagine this person has been uh, in the eyes of the government for a while. But then Linda Sarsour... 
calling the father a mentor is really fucked up, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, she's, she's fucking crazy. You know, let's keep in mind, this is the girl that was appointed uh, as on the board of the Women's March. You know, she, okay, apparently she's so woke and so progressive, you know, that she dons a hijab and preaches extremely pro-Islam stuff, extremely anti-Western stuff, and yet she's the fucking, you know, darling of the Women's March as on their board. Yeah, I assume in the next few days there'll be some more um, probably digging into the connections between, you know, just seeing what the father did, more looking at him, the relationship of the father and the son, and especially Linda Sarsour. But, um, yeah, this is this is a really big deal over here. And I'm not saying the government had anything to do with this. You know, they, mm. they probably didn't. But the fact that this guy was able to go and do this, and I, I think he was there for a while because there's like, I think, some kid who was – he died and he was involved with this like a little kid who was being uh, taught to the you know camp uh, you know Columbine basically and he was being taught how to do this and they found his decomposing body over there and I think it was like three weeks or something mm-hmm. I have to go and look at the article, uh, article again but they found a dead body of like a child over there so I think they found I think they found multiple like remains buried around there of children yeah this is crazy you know they need to go and I don't know well, how you going to stop this other than extreme vetting at the border? But I think this guy was a U.S. citizen. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, which is the scary part. It's like, well, you always get the left that comes after you and says, well, you know, most terrorists are, you know, homegrown. You know, they're born here and raised here. Why do you want a Muslim ban, even though it's a travel ban? Why do you want a Muslim ban when uh, the, the most terrorism comes from here? It's like, well, we want to be proactive. You know, if a burglar robs your house and gets in through the window, well, you know, you want to lock your doors and lock your windows. You know, you don't do one and not the other. You you secure everything so that you're proactive so these things don't happen again through other means. Because imagine if a... Because this has happened before, like the Paris attacks that killed, you know, I think it was around 100 people, you know, the, the Bataclan uh, terrorist attacks. Those guys slipped in, I believe... I think they were, some of them were from, the ones that blew themselves up, I think, uh, in the stadium came from Syria. And I know they came through, you know, a bunch of other countries and got to France. So it's not like it hasn't happened in the world before. And the U.S. just wants to be proactive about it, or at least Trump does. And, you know, obviously it's a problem that's happening here, homegrown. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lunar Sorcerer does something crazy or has some more crazy ties because she's a radical. She's nuts. Even some leftists disavow her. She's so fucking nuts. Um, and then the thing, too, is, like, it, it's really hard. Like, what, what are our options to go and stop us? We can't just have, like, it's, if they're U.S. citizens, we can't really have a Muslim ban. Like, what are, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, are we going to go and, like, have to have a closer eye on, like, uh, you know, like, mosques? At what point are we allowed to do those things? Is it, you know, worth it in terms of our, uh, you know, our values as Americans and our First Amendment? Like, what are we gonna, like, how is, how are we gonna prevent future, you know, terrorist training camps from popping up soil? We have to go and monitor everybody more. It's like our church is gonna have to be, you know, bugged. Like, it's yeah. just like screwed up, and I don't know how to stop these things while also being, uh, you know, respectful of people's rights. So that's something that has to be looked at. You know, not like how how do we prevent this? And I think we could probably go on about that for for hours. But 
you know, that that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot to unpack there. And um, last thing I'll emphasize is what you were saying pretty much before was that I'm just genuinely shocked how little people care about this and how the news just stopped talking about it so quickly. And I think the main reason is because there's no... Um, I don't, I don't want to use this word in the wrong way, but I have a better word. There's no spectacle to it. And what I mean by that is when there's a shooting or when there's a bombing, like something happens and people die and there's fire and explosion and gunfire, like that's the shit the news eats up. That that sells well. But something like this, <laughs> you know, nothing happened. They stopped an attack. You know, it's, it's, I think a better word for the media would be it's kind of anticlimactic for the media. And that's a good thing because nobody died, but this is something like that's not very, it's newsworthy, but it's not something that sells really well. But it is definitely something that's interesting. Oh, no, no. Here's the thing. Like, there's, you could go on, you could talk a lot about it, but, you know, you're not going to be talking very politically correct. That's so, true. Yeah, like the media can't really spin this to fit their agenda, so they're not going to do that. So you could talk all about, you know, like how many of these exist. You could talk about, you know, immigration into this about looking at, you know, a lot of alternative options out there. But none of it really fits their narrative, and that's, I think, why they're, they're not going to talk about it. It's just like, no matter what way they, they try to go and spin this, it's not going to look good on them, especially given that the uh, November elections are coming up. And if you want to stop this, you know, vote Republican. If you want to stop mm. these sort of camps from popping up, stop immigrants, stop, like, uh, you know, radical Islamic terrorists from coming to the country. That's one way to go and do it. And hopefully, do they catch the guy alive? I believe so. Yeah, and I think yeah, and they, they, I think everybody there was alive. The eleven uh, children and the guy were alive, but there were yeah, except for the dead bodies, of course. Um, you said alternative options. Were you uh, uh, gaslighting the alt right there and dog whistling? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you have to go I'm kidding. Just consider you know every what options you're gonna have like. Do we have to go and like start monitoring people for like for their ties? Oh yeah, like, how, yeah. How are we gonna do this? So that's not for me to decide. But they need to go and start figuring out ways to stop us before something else happens. And it took them weeks and weeks. And I just hope it doesn't involve taking away the the rights of you know millions and millions of Americans who have no ties to this sort of nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I knew she managed just. I was waiting for somebody in the fucking comments to say, oh, you sell alternative, you're gaslighting, bro. Banned. I, I, we're going to talk about that in some video at some point, but I fucking hate the word gaslighting. It's, it's used so much, and, and like it's supposed to be about some sort of, it's, it's like a form of abuse, but they use it so much. Like It's, it's if you're in like a relationship, I think, <laughs> and then they keep saying, oh, you know, you're, you're being, I'm not hitting you, I'm just uh, giving you love smacks or something like that. It's, it's just like this sort of, they turn up the gas, like they turn down the gas slightly, and it's like the boiling frogs analogy. That's basically what they're doing. Is it turn the frogs gay? <laughs> it's Mike Pence with his lightning turn the frogs gay. <laughs> I, I think it would do the opposite. Like, maybe that's <laughs> into the chemicals. Yeah. Banning Alex Jones, that's not the solution. Just banning him doesn't mean the frogs are all, all right. It just means... Dude, millions of gay frogs are mourning the banning of Alex Jones. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta protect, the gay fro protect all the frogs, gay or straight. You know, yeah. Protect them from being forced uh, sex change. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next story we want to talk about is more of a local story for us. Um, 
a pro gun group called Triggered Millennials uh, that we talk to a lot. Uh, we know the people involved in that a lot. Uh, they were recently at a March for Our Lives event, and their leader, Mark, was kicked out of the event after he asked a question about teachers being allowed to conceal carry in schools. He was very innocuous. He wasn't being aggressive, wasn't being mean, wasn't being even remotely provocative. I mean, in their world, probably is provocative. But he's just asking the question. They fucking kick him out of the event. They take the mic out of his hand, just shove him out. They, they literally grab him and push him out. Like, I, you, I'll link the video down below, but I'm not making this up when they when I say this. And, you know, it shows the hypocrisy of a of the March for Our Lives. They're like, oh, we're... We're not really, you know, about, you know, gun control. We're, we're, we're just about, you know, protecting all Americans. We're, we're going to look at all sides. We're uh, open to conversation. We're productive. No, you're not. I mean, literally, your, your poster child, David Hogg, hung up on the White House. I mean, that's the most unproductive thing in the world. And now you guys do this. It's, I hate this sort of stuff. Yeah, me, me too. Like, this whole movement... And they should have let him speak, and then I believe I was talking to Mark about this, and he said that they felt threatened, and that's why they came out. Like, just because he has a different opinion, and he, he might be pro-gun, doesn't mean that he's going to go and, like, shoot someone who doesn't agree with him. <laughs> They go and, like, have these misconceptions, and the fact of the matter is, like, lawful gun owners, especially concealed carry, especially people with NFA under some of the most, like, law-abiding citizens, just based on what they have to do. Yep. Like, you know, if you get caught smoking weed, you can't even you can still carry a weapon, which I think is really stupid. They need to change that, but that's thanks to federal law and whatnot. But in a lot of times, state laws too. But yeah, they, they just go and treat them like crap over there, and they don't debate. And it's not the only time that like you know leftists uh, refuse to debate. I know they had uh, who was it the the, the um, socialist woman from New York, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yes, uh, Alexandria. She was like refusing to debate and then said, Oh, you know, you're cat calling me because you wanted to debate me. And it's like, if they really think their ideas are so great, why don't they just go and debate people instead of no platforming them and then uh, getting all like triggered? Exactly. Yeah, there's like no confidence. They have no confidence in their beliefs, which, which means they really don't understand their beliefs. They don't really um, have any like, you know, they just don't have any confidence in their beliefs. I, mean, I really can't put any better. And yeah, she, uh, Ocasio Cortez, was getting called out by Candace Owens, who said, "I'll debate you, and we'll donate ten thousand dollars to charity." And she kept like upping the fucking numbers. I think they, uh, Charlie, got into it and got it up to a hundred thousand. I, I could be wrong on that number, but you know, the, basically, she's afraid to debate her ideas. Like, I and and then Ben Shapiro got into it, and she was afraid to debate him too, which I kind of understand to be honest. Because Ben Shapiro, I, as much as I love to, um, you know, uh, poke at him a bit because he's a bit of a cock and never Trumper, uh, self-described never Trumper, might I add. I'm not making that up for anybody who says that in the comments. Uh, he is a very good debater. I, I'd be afraid to debate him. And uh, Candace Owens is a She's a smart girl. I'd be afraid to debate her too if I was on the other side. But at the same time, I would still, you know, have the balls to debate them either way because it looks better if you're going to stand up for your ideas. And if you really do believe in your ideas and you understand them and you think they're better, you should be able to win. You know? if you're an elect- yeah, if you're an elected official, that kind of comes with the uh, with the election. That comes with the, the job. You have to be able to go and debate people. Like, she wants to... The left one again, position her to become the next president or whenever she's actually of age because she's pretty young. 
where they expect, like, she's going to get on the field and let's say it's like, you know, someone like Donald Trump's up there and she's, they start the debate and she's like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you. You're basically catcalling me and just end the debate right there. Yeah. Like, is that what their, like, a debate strategy is going to be? If so, I can't wait for 2020. Yeah. You just kind of, like, walk away and be like, oh, I'm not debating you. That's race. You're racist, sexist, homophobic, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of BS because they're afraid to go and have their ideas thrown out there because they're useless. They're terrible ideas. Yeah, they, 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 I think they either they have no confidence in their ideas or they know in the back of their minds that their ideas uh, cannot win. Their ideas will lose. And that's pretty sad if you think that. And if you do think that, we have an open door here on the conservative side. You can gladly join us. You can change. I mean, that's what Candace Owens did. She used to be a Democrat to vote for Obama, and then now she's a proud Trump supporter. You know, it's People can change. You just got to you know, be willing to change. Oh, and the funny thing was they had uh, some sort of like primary elections and whatnot going on this week. And all the, like, I think only uh, two, it was either two or three of the people that uh, Alexandria Cortez like, and Bernie Sanders were supporting, like, actually got in out of, like, five. Well, all the people that, I uh, sorry, I have to correct you before you continue. All the people that uh, Alexandria supported lost. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's even better. Then all the ones, I think most, if not all, the ones that Trump supported, like, actually won the primary. And then they have the guy in uh, Ohio, I think. He won because there's like a vacancy and he actually got there. But that's a really interesting one because there's like they're still counting some of the uh, write-ins. Yeah. Weird laws about that, but he's still looking pretty good. Yeah, he lost I think half of the uh, margin because of a quote error, and I thought, gee, it's funny how that happens only when a conservative wins. Like that's a little. Yeah, you, know, you guys all love to talk about voter fraud and how Trump's crazy for believing there's vote fraud, people vote illegally. And then this just magically happens when it's a tight race and the conservative wins. It just magically popped up. I'm not pointing any conspiracy. I'm just saying it's it's a funny observation. Uh, yeah, and then they, I, I saw an article the other day, too. There was someone voting who, like, mobile people who were, like, over 117 years old voting. When, the like, the oldest person alive is in Japan, she's only 115. So, obviously, there's some dead people voting right now, and that's really screwed up. As Milo would say, why do the dead always vote Democrat? <laughs> yeah, we need to go fix the system in America because we can't stop like not requiring voter ID to vote. No other first world country, to my knowledge, does that. And that's that's just stupid. And they want to go and say, oh, well, the only reason you want to do this is because it's racist. Like, no, you know, if, if, if by that logic, then we shouldn't have gun control. I'm going to those people want to go and do that. We want to go and do that. We're all racist in like the 60s and they didn't like... Uh, you know, black people having guns. You can look at the, at the racist history of gun control. Yeah. But at least for voter ID, it makes sense to have that because people, you know, they, they just go and vote illegally. There's people got caught like voting multiple times, voting illegally. And there's very few checks in place when you don't have a voter ID to go and know that they're actually being, um, you know, honest. What's stopping, you know, the, for the left, what's stopping like Russian agents from coming in here and voting if they don't have voter <laughs> ID? Keep Putin out of the. <laughs> Dude, I love those memes. Those are fucking spicy. They were on r slash dot. It was like, you know, it was like, keep, it was like you said, keep Putin out of the polls, support voter ID. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, because that's the thing. Like like you said about gun control. Gun control, you could argue, like, as Matt, um, Matt Torres says, is racist because who needs guns the most? Who is in uh, crime areas the most? Who is uh, disproportionately... Um, committing uh, or is a um, victim of crimes black people 
they're the ones you should be arming and letting themselves defend themselves and making their community safer. Why do you want gun control so badly? Because that's all, you know, gun control only takes guns away from uh, legal citizens. It does put some friction on bad people, but, you know, it's very limited in that sense. And you're only going to hurt, you know, law-abiding citizens more than anything, and especially minorities. And with voter ID, I love how the left always says, oh, but then you just want, you know, poor people and uh, minorities aren't going to be able to vote. I'm like, bigotry of low expectations much? You think they can't figure out how to get a voter ID? I mean, they can get a bunch of other IDs. They can get a, you know, uh, driver's license. They can get just a regular old government ID you know, if you can't drive yet. I mean, I've been to the DMV. I've seen a lot of minorities there. I, I think they can do it. <laughs> you know, I, I have confidence in people, unlike the left, so I don't see how this is racist. You know, I would see, you know, I think the left is worried about losing, you know, those votes of the dead and the, you know, people that vote twice, people that say they're somebody they're not. Like, it, it does happen. Project Veritas did a video where they, um, I think they put a hijab on or something, and they said, oh, I'm Huma Abedin, and they fucking got in the fucking polling booth. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, you know, this is fucking crazy. Like, there's obviously, you know, it's obviously easy to, you know, break the system. Yeah, they want to talk about things that are dangerous to democracy. This is probably <laughs> the most dangerous thing is allowing people to not require voter ID. But um, anyway, speaking of supposedly racist things, <laughs> there's an interesting story that, I brought, that came out this week with the publishing of Amorosa's book, uh, Unhinged. Yeah, she claimed that, Three main things. She claimed Trump is a racist. It's not like I've you know, heard that claim before from people. She said that Trump said the N-word, which, you know, no really evidence of that. And she said that Trump offered her a job on the Trump 2020 campaign for her silence and all this crap. And, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't buy the book or read the book for the record, but th- this is something that's already died out of the headlines because it has no... Uh, you know, evidence backing up. It's just, oh, witnesses have, can, you know, have seen it too, or oh, I've heard from this person that this person told me. Well, one person that she said supposedly told us that Frank Lunds shot back on Twitter saying, "quote I'm in Amarosa's book on page 149. She claims to have heard from someone who heard from me that I heard Trump use the N word. Not only is this flat out false, I've never heard such a thing. But Amarosa didn't even make an effort to call or email me to verify. Very shoddy work." End quote. And I looked at her Wikipedia page, and interestingly enough, she's claimed that other people have said the N-word before, and it's usually people that fire her or don't like her. It's, it, <laughs> it's funny how that keeps happening. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe it's like as soon as they fire her, they just start becoming racist. Yeah. That, you know, they're, they're perfectly fine people. Like, she's just, she's just a sore loser, I think. She lost her job, and now it's like, oh, Trump said the N-word is on tape. And, you know, one, I, I could care less if he said the N-word at some point in his life. Like, it's not, like, they're making it worse than the fact that, like, it's, like, words are somehow associated with just, like, being evil. It's, like, you know, you can go yeah. and shoot someone, and then you can get a pardon. But if you say the N-word, there's nothing that can save you. It's just, like, it's like killing somebody. You know, it's like raping a baby. It's, like, essentially, it's basically like being a pedophile, because once you get done the crime... And once you do the time for the crime, you're out. You're out of there. They're basically making it worse than pedophilia, especially the left, who openly <laughs> endorse pedophilia in certain yeah. articles like Salon. I'm, I'm looking at you. 
and this is just like, and he's holding up her head. And then another thing, if this would have, like, if it, this was here, they would have used it during the 2016 election. Like, yeah, they would have paid millions and millions. Like the Democrat, you know, they have a lot of money with all these like George Soros types. Don't you think he would have bought that tape? Exactly. Yeah, and they they got the ground by the pussy tape out there. They would have had this tape out there. Like all the dirt on Trump has been pulled out, and it really isn't that much. Like I've said before, he's the cleanest guy in Washington D.C. right now. Um, but the thing with Omarosa, the people who either didn't watch The Apprentice or didn't know who she was, so this don't understand. She's fucking crazy. Like I don't call a lot of people crazy, but she's fucking crazy. Like. Well, I remember when she was fired from the White House, uh, she was, many outlets said that she was literally dragged out of the White House because she wouldn't leave. They had to literally, Secret Service had to drag her out. And I remember, you know, it would kind of confirm my, you know, you because know, I was a little bit, you know, dubious of that. I was like, eh, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. And then I see uh, a clip from her on Big Brother and she's like crying about Trump. She's like, oh, he says all these tweets, it's scary. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yo, like, this bitch is crazy. Like, I I saw, you know, clips where she's like praising Trump and loving Trump and like, oh, he's so wonderful. And then she says all this shit. I'm like, something's up here. You don't just turn on a dime on a guy that you know, you know, after you get fired. And like I said, she's made these claims about like, oh, so-and-so said the N-word. It's kind of funny how you keep pulling the race card. Uh, but it, for your entertainment uh, viewers and listeners, Google or type in on YouTube, uh, The Apprentice Amarosa versus Pierce Morgan. I do not like either of those people. But that is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. That is golden TV. Like, Pierce Morgan, you know, for the lefty loon and gun control nut he is, he sticks up for Trump because he was on The Apprentice. And I think he knows that Trump's a smart, very capable guy. A capable guy. And, oh my god, it's so funny the shit he says back at her. Because she says a lot of crazy shit. Like, she freaks out him in this car and, like, rips up some papers and starts cursing at him. Uh, and he, um, you know, he, actually in that same scene, like, she starts attacking Pierce Morgan's kids. She's like, oh, your kids hate you. They're, you know, they think you're an embarrassment. <laughs> and she just starts going after his kids. I'm like, dude, don't bring didn't that shit did, up. Didn't she do that to Trump, too? Like, she said that uh, Trump was calling his kids retarded or something. <laughs> what? Like, I heard, I, I think I was watching, uh, it was like either Fox or uh, I, I read something on the internet. It was like, oh, yeah, he was calling, like, uh, Trump Jr. or something. Or it was one of the Trumps. He's got so many kids. He's a very successful man. <laughs> Like, that was good to great. To her, she, according to whatever I saw, said that she, like apparently he was saying like rude things about his kids or and like all this stupid. Sh- I stuff. don't believe that for a fucking seconds. I met Eric Trump and the guy's a smart, cool, down to earth guy. Like, there, and Trump loves his kids. He's proud of his kids, and his, all his kids came out great. There's no fucking way he would say that. I mean, she's crazy. Yeah, and that's it's, it's bad when in the current atmosphere with everyone just attacking Trump, they're not even really bringing her up because they know that she's like if they start like giving her any credence, it's gonna make them look bad. Like CNN is at least my knowledge, they aren't even like really touching her. <laughs> that says something. <laughs> yeah, she's like a day you know one day tabloid story, and that's it. Like she's just she's crazy. She's never gonna get hired again. Like she has no credibility. She's proven track record being being crazy i mean 
like that apprentice thing it, compilation is so funny but so sad at the same time because it's like this girl's nuts which makes me wonder why trump actually hired her for the white house in the first place i mean probably like an affirmative action hire so you like look probably just for optics to be honest because she was terrible on the apprentice unless she was like a really awesome person outside of that like uh, I, I don't really see what she did that will other than be on the apprentice yeah like, I'd say, though, great TV. It was great TV. Well, what was her previous qualifications for whatever um, whatever things uh, she was like? I don't know. I'm actually going to look that up now because, you know, all I know is that she was on The Apprentice and uh, a bunch of our reality shows. Uh... Reality TV, that's <laughs> I think it was just because Trump knew was like, yeah, she seems cool and it'll probably help me get the black vote. Like, that's probably what his sort of uh, ideals were. Well, I think um, she does have a certain, like, um, not necessarily passion, but, like, pushiness that, like, uh, that if you could channel it right, like, it could be used for good. But obviously it fucking can't. <laughs> I mean, Trump has struck, you know, struck it out, like, three for three here with her. You know, what did she even do in the White House? She was a uh, communications uh, director for the Office of Public um, Liaison. Oh, God, why did they give her that? She's just, like, from her experience on her, she's just terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, but it's it's funny. It's still funny. Like, again, if I don't care what you think about Pierce Morgan. You have to watch that. It's so funny because it's, it's just like this back and forth with them, like, right out of the get-go. I mean, it's just funny. <laughs> All right, but um, I think that's about as much screen time as uh, that work. We probably were a little bit too generous with her in the screen time she's getting today. We were. Anyways, so I've heard there was some more revelations about uh, James Gunn, the one of the guys who got fired recently from the cast of, or he was, like, the director, director. of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, there was a report from the Daily Carter named Ian Miles Chong. Uh, I've seen him on Twitter a lot. You, you probably come across him if, even if you didn't realize it. But he found these photos on James Gunn's own fucking website where he's at this um, party that's themed after uh, this uh, story called To Catch a Predator. And it's basically a story about pedos being busted uh, after they targeted children online. And it's a whole pedophile theme party. If you look at the pictures, it's so fucking creepy. Like, this is something straight out of a horror movie. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you people. I was defensive of James Gunn when he got fired. Because I said, well, it's possible he's a pedophile. Because these things are a little fucked up to joke about. But, you know, I'm always against people getting fired for jokes. I'm always against that, so I have to be against it here. You know, if he's a pedophile, you know, if God forbid he is, then I regret defending him because there were signs here. And, and there were signs. And now it looks like it's, again, there's still no proven pedophilia, but there's, this is fucking weird, okay? Normal people don't go to a pedophile theme party. I mean, that's, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. It's, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's, it's really strange that this was happening. Well, I'm also against just, like, censoring people. It, it looks really terrible for you to be doing this. Like, going to a pedo party. Like, it's going to make... It's, it's bringing back to Alex Jens because everything involves him. <laughs> All of that Pizzagate stuff, when you see parties like this, it really makes you think. I'm not saying that, that was an actual thing, but 
it's surprising how much like big Hollywood people are into uh, you know things involving kids and yeah. party like dressed. Well, is he dressed as a priest and he's like like groping some girl in a picture? Like it was looking really disturbing. I seen the images. It was like a there's like a priest in one, like this clown, like putting his hand over a girl's mouth. Yeah, it's just really disturbing. Yeah, and I was actually going back to Alex Jones. <laughs> there was this interview he did with this actor named, um, oh God, I'm, it's, it's Isaac something. And he was talking about the uh, pedo problem. And he called out some names saying, uh, I think he said Seth Green's a pedophile, and he said James Gunn's a pedophile. But he talked about going to these parties, and he said there were parties he'd go to where they would have like their little like they would use code words about pedophilia and they had like you know places where they would you know keep the kids and stuff and he said and then he talked about how a lot of these parties had underage girls there and all kinds of stuff i could definitely believe underage girls but you know some of the stuff i don't know if i believe about but he got into so much detail that i wonder because he talked about like how this one room was like a doll. I think he said it was like a dollhouse theme room, and he just goes into so much detail. You can't view the video now because Alex's channel's been deleted, but you probably find it re-upload maybe somewhere else. I don't know, but he was going into that shit, and it, it was pretty freaky. Like it, I, I'm just saying, I'm very suspicious because there's a lot of people that said there's a pedophile problem. Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings said that Hollywood's got a pedophile problem. There's a bunch of people that have said this stuff. So I don't know how big of a problem it is. I think it could be. I think it's bigger than people think it is. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, and Emil Strong was a really interesting character too. Like, he used to be on the SJW side of Gamergate, and then like he had a change of heart. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting guy. That whole Gamergate thing too. A lot of people who weren't in there for the whole thing. So he used to be like uh, against it, but then I think he got hired on uh, Heat Street, mm -hmm. and he started to become. Like, I think he made he made an apology. I know Sargon did something on him, but uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. I mean, I give him a lot of props too for, uh, you know, I know that he originally was a like supporter of not firing him, but even now he's like, yeah, I think I made a mistake, and uh, yeah, he's a pretty interesting guy. But um, yeah. That's uh, what we got for today. Yeah, well, I'll, just last thing I'll mention is the guy's name is Isaac Cappy. Look him up if you're interested. He's the actor that um, I was talking about this. So, I, you know, I don't know how legitimate his stuff is because he's, he's kind of like a D-list actor. Like, he's not, you know, a big name in any regard. I couldn't even remember his name. But he wasn't some big-ish movies. He wasn't Thor. I don't know what he did. But... Look that up if you're interested. Try to find that interview. I don't know how legit he what he says is, but it's some weird shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen though with that whole thing. It could come out, but who knows? All right, but um, anyways, uh, that that all of everything from your end. Yeah. I guess that's all we're going to talk about today, so we'll see you guys next week. Alright, see you around. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.